Hello, I am Robot James. The omnipotent fact-checker of primordial views. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We love you very much. Now, I'm actually going to hand the mic over to Ronan, to discuss some housekeeping. I'll talk to you later. Uh, thank you, Robot James. Uh, hi, yeah, thanks for listening to this week's episode. I uh, just wanted to jump in at the start to uh, say, well, first of all, thank you for anyone who came to uh, my shows in Edinburgh, the Edinburgh Fringe, which is now uh, complete. That went uh, nice and fun. Uh, if you would like to see me and Dream Gun Film Reads, though, we have an upcoming gig this weekend if you happen to be in London or feel like breaking whatever international travi- travelling restrictions there are in your country and going to London. Uh, we are doing two shows at the London Wonderground Festival. And that will be at 10pm on uh, this Saturday the 4th and then at 2pm on Sunday the 5th. So we are doing uh, The Lion King for kids and we're doing The Shawshank Redemption for adults on the Saturday. So you can get tickets through that, uh, for that rather, at londonwonderground.co.uk. Please come on out and uh, yeah, support live comedy. Uh, Also, I usually forget to say it, but if you like the podcast, please uh, comment, share, subscribe, tell your friends about it. Uh, yeah, just, uh, it's worth, worth saying that at the start of every podcast. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and thanks so much for downloading this particular episode, uh, where me and James are going to discuss the universal theme of death. So, with that in mind, please sit back, relax, and enjoy Primordial Views. Hello! I'm a junior child! I'm in my own kitchen today, and I'm boiling up! Did you press record? Yes. Good, good. Verbal confirmation would be handy when I can't see you. You know? I didn't know you couldn't see me. I said I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. I gave verbal confirmation that I couldn't see you. Yeah. Yeah. But you chose to internalize that. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I chose to externalize it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Sean Locke, your yeah. comedy hero, yeah, passes away, mm-hmm. and you felt nothing, you said. No. No. No, you felt nothing, or no, you did feel something. I felt... Uh, Relief. N- nothing. I felt nothing. You felt absolutely nothing when a very, no. very funny man passed away. Um, it shouldn't feel sad for someone you never who met. wouldn't be sad if you died. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a logic there, but... Yeah, an impeccable one. No. You can't help that you enjoy someone... Or their content, you know? And then to know that there'll never be any more of that. Um, would you be sad if the host of some, you know... Are you trying to name someone I would like? Yeah. Host of what? What were you going to say? Mm. It's like one of those YouTube channels where they beat the shit out of a uh, paedophile. <laughs> If one of them died, <laughs> uh, I don't. I actually, I don't really watch that kind of uh, those kind of YouTube channels at all. Really, uh, so, I'm actually. I'm, they actually kind of make me feel very uncomfortable when they do those things. Right. You know, they're not trained professionals. 
Yeah, leave it to the police. Kinda. I mean, do you do you think the vigilantism is good? No, they get to be allowed to the police. Yeah. So, so, so do I. To beat the shit out of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the police yeah. have a monopoly on violence for a reason. Yeah. Uh, no, they don't. What about armies? They're technically illegal. Technically illegal. Mm. Armies are. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you come by that? It's just they're stronger than the police. So they're illegal. No one can they're be really... stronger than the police. No, I don't know why they're illegal. They just are, but they're stronger than the police, so nothing can be done about it. Right. So like who's going to arrest them? Um. Well, I suppose. The... No. Well, they can try. They just drive a tank over their head. You know what I mean? Well, but American police have tanks now. You know. Yeah, but the American army has drones. Just have more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the the whole point of the American, uh, the is it the Second Amendment, the gun one, is that, the you know, the people can take up arms against a, a corrupt uh, army or military if they don't agree with them. Yeah, I know my Second Amendment. Yeah. Uh, then you know that's who's supposed to arrest the army. Do you know that there's no we we don't have, the Second Amendment doesn't apply here. What do you mean? In Ireland. The American you know Second that? Amendment. Yeah. Yeah, I know that wouldn't apply here. I always thought it did. You thought we have the right to have guns? Yeah. How could you think that? No one has guns. I just thought we didn't want them. You thought we... Well, what a lovely worldview. Mm. <laughs> you thought everyone in Ireland was entitled to have a gun, but we just don't care. The Second Amendment to the Irish Constitution does still apply, but it was just minor textual adjustments to the existing document. Apologies that it isn't something more interesting. Is that the way you're entitled to piss into a policeman's hat if you're pregnant? Uh, well, I don't, I don't think Irish police have the hats that that would make sense for. Uh, I'm just saying, well, that's, it's just a thing where it's like, oh, technically it's legal, but no one takes it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. I thought you meant you thought that was legal in Ireland as well. That, that thing for... Um London police officers. It's legal here as well. Is it? Yeah, they have a special hat that they have to send. <laughs> there always has to be at least one dedicated guard per district going around with this tall, comfortable hat for you to yeah. piss in. <laughs> yeah. Hard, yeah. waterproof hat. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, then I'm, I'm glad we, we, we have the kind of... The police are there for a reason. Where did that come out of? What? The, uh, you can urinate in a... In a in, <laughs> what are you holding up? The ring. <laughs> Can you do your evaluations later? <laughs> <laughs> you do need to sell something, do you? <laughs> uh, the, it just comes out of. I mean, actually, I have no idea if that's a real thing. The the London piss in a, in this hat thing. If you're hmm. a pregnant woman. Well, I looked into it, and it's a complete myth. There is no record in British legal history that it is permitted for pregnant women to urinate in policemen's hats on request. In fact. Aside from any local bylaws, urinating in public could constitute disorderly behavior under the 1986 Public Order Act, or even exposure under the 2003 Sexual Offences Act. Uh, but I would, I can see the logic behind it, you know. It could have even just been cited as like, people really hate the police. We better, uh, you know, bring in some reforms or that make people think we're kind of more uh, funny than we, than we are, more jovial. So you, yeah, so you can true. piss in our hat if you convince us you you're pregnant. Want. If you want. <laughs> yeah. If you have the slightest desire. <laughs> uh, 
it's good to invoke that when it's like at a riot and you're like uh, but please officer I, you know he's beating the shit out of you and like can I piss in your hat I'm pregnant yeah yeah that'd be funny wouldn't it <laughs> that would be that'd be a so funny scenario <laughs> you know improbable yeah you'd have to laugh uh, how many people do you think the uh, British police kill a year 25,000 <laughs> that's a now nah, that's a lot for, it is. for the UK <laughs> yeah it's a real problem yeah. 25,000 you think are killed every year in the UK yeah. by police by police mm-hmm. by police men <laughs> what about uh, police together oh you think there's even more killed uh, by police women yeah right More they kill more than the men do or that just that they will obviously add a significant amount to the number both 250,000 <laughs> yeah one is correct without the other yeah yeah 250,000. Okay, okay. In 2020, the UK police killed five people. Now, if they if 250,000 people were killed every year in the UK, they'd end up run they'd have run out of people. Immigration. Ever heard of it? <laughs> yes, I've heard of it, but they're really against it. <laughs> they hate it. They hate it. Yeah. Pretty Patel uh, saying they're going to take in 20,000 uh, Afghan refugees over 5 years. Yeah, that'll do them about 2 days. I'll the police by two days. <laughs> They're getting off the, the, the planes and the boats directly into the police station. Yeah. Yeah, that pretty's a demand. I feel like if she she wants to murder a person with her bare hands. Yeah, I think she has. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> so I read a blind item about her. You read a blind item about her, very good. Yeah. Yeah. This monstrous woman. <laughs> this monstrous home secretary. <laughs> yeah. Murdered a yeah. man from a certain war-torn country. <laughs> yeah, and all the comments just being like, oh, poor pretty. Here's a question. Yeah. Who do you think's worse? Yeah. Who do you think's killed more people? Okay. Um, Boris Johnson. Mm-hmm. Or... Um, Who's a murderer? Who's more of a murderer? <laughs> well, <laughs> who is a murderer? Harold Shipman who, is probably the most prolific. Who's one, more of a murderer? Boris Johnson, B- Boris Johnson, yeah, or some what Ted Bundy or poor chap that's in the army? Who's more of a murderer? Uh, some poor chap that's in the army who has uh, who has actually taken a life? Has he? Oh, uh, he's poor and his his mom is sick. Sure, and, he and he's in the army. Yeah. Money. But he, but uh, or Boris Johnson, who's the president of the uh, <laughs> the president of England. <laughs> yeah, who is more of a murderer? Uh, I would say Boris Johnson. No. <laughs> what do you mean no? <laughs> he hasn't killed anybody. He has caused the deaths of many, many, many people. That's not murder. I know, but you weren't asking me. Oh, you were. <laughs> That's exactly what I was asking. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In my head, I rephrased it, so I'm sorry. <laughs> But I don't think you can call... You don't end up calling uh, acts of war murder. Yeah, you do. Technically, in a war in which the involved parties have all openly declared hostilities, killing enemy soldiers on the battlefield is legal. Since murder is illegal by definition, killing a soldier on the battlefield in a war can't be murder. A soldier who kills an enemy under the rules of war isn't a murderer. Technically. Well, what's the circumstance that this poor English man has done it? This soldier. He just went into a, <laughs> okay, a <right>. village. <laughs> With no orders whatsoever. With no, <laughs> yeah, okay. no orders. They tried to lock him up, stop him from doing it, but he snuck out. 
right Didn't now. even ever go on. Okay. I, <laughs> just one bullet. He'd walk just up to their heads and just push it through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Then, do you know what? In that situation, I'm going to say he's more of a murderer than Boris Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy sounds awful. Has he been dealt with? Has there been any kind of, like, uh, you know, military court for him or... Did he get no, promoted? Because he's uh, the president's son or something. He's the president's son. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's some general's son. Right. Uh, do they have generals in the British Army? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who's the most famous general? It's not like major or captain, no? No. There certainly are generals in the British Army. It is the current highest rank apart from field marshal. But Field Marshal is more of an honorary title. So, name me a famous British general. Uh, general Knowledge. Yeah, yeah. I, want to say, I was going to say, yeah, like, yeah. Brown Sauce or something. And that it generally goes with anything, you know? Brown Sauce does not generally go with anything. <laughs> yes, it does. It goes Do with fry. It goes with chicken. Do you love Brown Sauce? Yeah. I hate Brown Sauce. It goes with a fry. It goes with chicken. That's two things. Um, goes with... You've run out after two, and you've said a fry and chicken. (laughs) Yeah, well, a fry, that's like a lot of different foods. Yeah. Uh, It goes with tea, according to the film Intermission. You scummy fucker. Watson, it's a nice one. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Uh, Like ketchup only goes with burgers and hot dogs. No, I mean, it, go, it goes with plenty of things. It just depends on how you use it. I mean, it's just, for actually, for brown sauce is a very uh, UK and Irish thing. Can you describe it to anyone who's not from the UK or Ireland? What's brown yeah, sauce? Yeah. And don't say, don't say liquid gold or something. No, you got it. What do you mean I got it? Brown sauce. Brown sauce, yeah, but what, what flavour is, is brown sauce? Brown. <laughs> and what do you think brown tastes like? Vinegar. Yeah, that's in it. It's also in ketchup, though. Spice? What spice? Why are you ask me? Because I just want you to explain. You love it so much. You think it goes with everything. Um, it doesn't have a flavor. <laughs> That's how it goes with everything, because it's, it's transparent, yeah. and it just comes out of a bottle, and it's just like... It's just brown, <laughs> and it's slightly sweet. And it's got molasses in it. That's one thing it has in it. So does ketchup. But ketchup doesn't have molasses. It's like a chutney. Um, sure, it's a very liquidy chutney. Its flavor profile could be likened to Worcestershire sauce. But I, di- I dislike it, and I would I would be upset if you made me a delicious meal and then emptied a bottle of brown sauce all over it. Yeah. And then said, but it goes with everything. Yeah. Yeah, so... Which bit do you hate most? The fact that it's brown? No, I love brown. I love the color brown. You hate that it's brown? No, I love the color brown. In fact, that's what kind of is winning me over. That's the only thing that won me over with it, is that it's brown. What I don't care for is its flavor. Right. Yeah, which is actually more important than the color. Not to you. Yes to me. No, you value color over flavor. I don't value color over flavor when it comes to food. I I never said food. Flavor? I never said food. food. Okay, but what else can I taste then? Paint. Paint your walls. Paint your walls, colour your clothes, it's books on your shelf. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, so... Wait, so then I have brown things, even if they're, what, in poor taste? Yes. Okay. So, such as... Such as your wardrobe, my your wardrobe. clothes that you wear. 
I have an original brown shirt from. The, That's in poor taste. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've and so on, and so know, on, and so forth, and, and so myriad, on, and it's, yes, we can, know, we can talk about this thing that's all day. You have, and <laughs> I'll uh, say it's in poor taste. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, do you think brown sauce has ever uh, caused someone's death? The lack of brown sauce. Okay. Well, if that was the case, then I would have died from it. Yeah, some diabetic guy needed sugar or something. Okay, but I don't think their first thought was let's get him brown sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hard candy. Shut up! I've got a packet of HP. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think the uh, uh, brown sauce has ever caused anyone to die. Yeah, that's good. I just wanted to get your take on that. Brown sauce is actually killing itself. Sales of HP sauce have been steadily declining for years, with a 19% drop in 2015 alone. This is due to the fact that it tastes fucking horrible. Now, who would you say is the first person to die in history? Hmm. Uh, Adam? No. No, Adam, they don't Cain. die. Cain. Abel. Is it Cain or Abel who dies? Abel. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Because he's able to die. That's where the term comes from. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, where his name comes from. And the other one can't die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other one can't even. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't even, yeah. Uh... That is, I mean, according to the Bible, that is that is the first uh, murder, the first death, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I am not my brother's keeper. Is that is that where that is that the line? God's like, where's? Oh yeah, know? where's the other? He's like, where's the other guy? Fuck should I know? And he's like, because there's four people on Earth. Yeah, well, and you and you hang out all the time. <laughs> you hang out with all of them. Yeah. And you're just with them. <laughs> I thought you're supposed to see everything, God. Why are you asking me? You know I yeah. did it. You know I've killed him. <laughs> God got a lot better at his job. Like now he's omnipotent and ever all seeing. Yeah. Whereas back then there were four people. <laughs> he couldn't keep the track of one. the quarter. Of- <laughs> he was like, it ask one of them where the other guy was. <laughs> and he also picked the worst one to ask. Like he could have asked yeah, Adam or Eve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When they get cast out of the Garden of Eden, where are they living? Where do they? Uh, where, do they where does he? Where does the murder happen? Does the Bible say like, "Oh, is the Holy Land"? I don't know. It depends on who you ask. The Greek version of the life of Adam and Eve says they went east. The Latin version says west. But that's it. No designation of where that is today. I always imagined it was um, Syria. Why Syria? Isn't that like the bread uh, breadbasket of civilization or something? Well, you've got, like, cities like Damascus and so on, kind of the oldest cities in the world. Yeah, exactly. Actually, the first city in history is generally considered to be Çatalhöyük, located in modern-day Turkey. It was first settled around 9,000 years ago. However, the oldest city still with us today is Fayum in Egypt, settled around 7,000 years ago. So you think they can... Oh, yeah, well, sure, if you're going with them, that this probably only happened a few thousand years ago. Yeah, I have a... It's a mix of religion and science, uh, you know? What is? My theories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You caught... Okay. Now, why do you put religion in there? Because it's a religious story. Okay. But these, are, I mean? th- but these are your theories. And then I scientifically evaluate it. So I'm like, where's the oldest place on Earth? Okay, so but you're yeah. just... What you're trying to do is just justify a religious yeah. story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's it. Uh, yeah. So, so what's the Tower of Babel then? Explain that to me scientifically. That is the Twin Towers. <laughs> 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 
yeah, yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Well, yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Here's here's why, mm-hmm. right? What's the story of Tower of Babel? These guys want to meet God. Mm-hmm. So they build a tower. Yeah, and they build it taller and taller and taller, and it gets too close to God. And God's like, shut it down. Shut it down. And he makes and everyone he speak like, a different language. So they can they can't communicate. Yeah. Right. So in America... Yeah. They were building these towers because their god is the dollar. <laughs> yeah, the almighty dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Allah was like, these things are getting too tall. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, they were done. Like, they were up for like 30 years. Yeah, well, they were planning on extending them upwards. Don't, no, uh, they, weren't, yeah, they really they were. weren't planning on making the Twin Towers they taller. Were. Okay, they I weren't. Just, so why are you, like, you're either you're a man of science or not, and you know they weren't going to make the Twin Towers taller. Yeah, these they were the tallest buildings in America. There were these two secret meetings between Dick Cheney and George Bush. Oh. Because if you look the day before and the day after, there are all these bits where, like, If you look at the day before and the day after 9-11, very different. Very different situations. Anyway, um, Allah sent two planes into them. Okay, Allah didn't. He did. No, a person decided to do that. In as much as anyone does anything, I'll grant you that. But, um... Alice sent two planes into the Twin Towers. And no, two no humans decided to fly them in. And then after that, mm. um, we live in a post-truth, you know, world. Everyone just lives in their own reality. It's like who can tell what's right and wrong? You know what I mean? Well, I think we can agree that 9/11 was wrong, James. We might agree that, but uh, Alice. Let me just hear you say it, though. That just did it really give me a lot of peace of mind if I could just hear you say that. Say what? Say that 9-11 was bad. Why do you need me to say just that? I just want to hear you say it, just that we're, so we're, we're all, we're all in easy peasy, we're all on the Let same Let me ask page. you a question. Do you think I don't believe it? Do I think you... I'm just... I'm not saying you, you don't. Okay, uh, well then I don't need to say it. Okay. Just let the record state you've refused. I think that... Um, there were a lot of bad things about 9-11, okay? Why are you qualifying? <laughs> no. Why are you trying to not... Why? I think there were a lot of bad things about 9-11. Like? Um, Some people called in sick that day. I think there was a lot of havoc that was caused by it. Yeah. That's never good. Havoc. Just general <laughs> havoc. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's never good. No. But, you know, the deaths, the 2000... Architecturally, they're beautiful. They were fine. They were fine. The World Trade Center's design aesthetics attracted criticism from the American Institute of Architects and other groups. They were described as looking like, quote, the boxes that the Empire State Building and the Chrysler Building came in. Uh, the 2000 deaths, James, that's what I'm, I'm saying. You think that was bad, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Look, you said it. That wasn't so hard. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, just show me your fingers that you, that you didn't have them crossed there that whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, I'm sure you you don't like um, that it led to the world we live in now. I mean, we, they went and invaded Afghanistan because of it. And yeah, you, and then they you, left Afghanistan. Yeah, can you imagine what it would be like if they hadn't invaded? It'd be I'm like right. It'd be exactly like what is happening right now. Yeah, yeah, but it would have happened twenty years ago. That's true. Yeah. We'd already be over by now. I don't think we'd be over. I mean, people seem to think, you know... Well, they were in power for, uh... They were in power for, like, 15 years. Yeah. Maybe even. They were in power for, like, 10 years. Yeah, I did know how long they were there. It was actually just five years. 
From 1996 to 2001, the Taliban held control over roughly three quarters of Afghanistan. But I mean, they were, they were in power and then gone and then immediately back as soon as the US pull out. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Crazy. death's gonna happen at the hands of the Taliban, wouldn't you agree? Do you think death is bad? Do I think death is bad? Yeah. Depends on the context. What, a, what about, um... Go on. Uh, what are those videos you watch? I don't watch videos of people dying. Where they kill the pedophiles and stuff. Okay, again, don't watch those videos. Don't like them. They make me very uncomfortable. Really? And they don't kill people in them either. You they don't. Like the you only like the before videos. What's the before? <laughs> What's the before video in that context? What do you think? Where they're like arranging to meet up with the guy. No, before that. So then, making their statement, their thesis statement about how they're going to be vigilantes and before that, <laughs> before that, they say they're going to set up a company that does this, or they want to, you know, before that, come on, you know, before that, they're they're someone enraged at the amount of uh, uh, child abuse that's happening in the world. I'm talking about the. The video, the that video the, that sets it all off. Then, you know. I don't think there is a video that sets it. Off. I don't think in the I don't, the I, the things I know you're referencing are like those weird British guys, and yeah, they but they always claim to have worked with police. Yeah, up to a point, but then mm. why don't just let the police do it? But then also that means they definitely don't end up attacking the person who they've you know tricked nor kill them. But also, I don't think the person they've tricked is you know someone who maybe has produced. Uh, yeah, they. They're watching the videos, and then they're out in the street, and they go, that's the guy from the video. That's not, no. That's this is the guy from the video, you know, the... <laughs> their English accents. Their Cockney accents. But that's definitely not how it works. Because you wouldn't be, they're not, a, you couldn't, there's no law that would allow a vigilante to get away with viewing child pornography for the purposes of then recognising a person, a perpetrator. It worked for the guy in the thick of it. It didn't work for him at all. He went to prison. <laughs> <laughs> well, it nearly worked. Sorry, just for context, an actor named Chris Lynham was the star of the first season of the TV show, The Thick of It, but he was arrested for possessing child pornography. The more you know. Now, this episode is on the D word. Yeah. Divorce. What? Divorce. Yeah. Divorce is the death of a relationship. Correct. Do you ever think about that? And death is often the divorce of you from your body. <laughs> well, think about this. Back in the day, it was till death do us part. Yeah. That's what you promised your wife or your husband. Yeah, when your partner. Married. Yeah. What? Your partner. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Keep going. Sorry, you're abusing me now. <laughs> no, just you could. <laughs> you could say yeah till death do us part to your partner. No. I'm, back in the day. Yeah, sure. People were marrying partners. Well, um, you, you could have called Back in the day, your partner was your the guy who sat on the horse next, you know, the other horse or something. Oh, like a howdy partner. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. That's what I say. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to confuse you about with with the historical context of partner, but, sorry. But these days... Yeah? It's till death the yeah. worst part, but it's death <laughs> on TV. Like, it's just you're watching Game of Thrones and... You know the joke being that people get divorced so much, you might as well divorce every time someone dies on TV. That's what the joke is. That's the gist of it. So you might as well get divorced. Wait, so you, no matter who you're married to... You might as well. 
you might as well get divorced because someone Maybe. in Game of Thrones dies. Yeah. I don't know. That wouldn't make sense. Because that's a, how frequently people get divorced these days. That's... People don't get... That's not accurate. No? No. People aren't getting divorced that frequently. But that would be so unsustainable. Game of Thrones is one of the most watched TV shows in history, you know? I mean, IMDB says it's the most watched TV show of all time. Number two? Stranger Things. Go figure. That's true. If the whole world just divorced... And then what happens when there's like lots of people die in one scene? You know, towards the end... There's like hundreds, if not thousands of deaths in that last episode. I just saw lots of people get divorced. That's what you see, yeah. But, but that's good. No, I'm saying, I know, but if you're watching that, do you have to get divorced thousands of times? No. No. It's just, just it's, I thought every time someone died, someone got divorced. Yeah, okay, I think I get you. But you're saying that's not true. I'm saying that's not true, yeah. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, it's good to know people can, that loves, it still lives. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, you got... The, your partner was the guy on the horse next to you. <laughs> yeah, okay. You want to go back? Okay, right. These days, your partner is a horse. Why? Looks like a horse. No one looks like a horse. What about Sarah Jessica Parker? No, we all know that that's an unfair, uh, <laughs> you know, cruel... I don't know how it became a part of the zeitgeist that everyone seems to refer to Sarah Jessica Parker as looking like a horse. And what they should mock her for is marrying a murderer. Who's a murderer? Matthew Broderick. That was an accident, <coughs> probably. <laughs> Who's to say? He doesn't remember it at all. Yeah, well that never happened. Mm, uh, uh, maybe check the law there. <laughs> well, he did get off incredibly scot-free. Yeah. Uh, and then he said he was going to meet up with the family... For those that don't know, Matthew Broderick uh, was on holiday in Ireland and he drove into the wrong lane and killed a, a, a woman and her mother. And, um, yeah, kind of just says he doesn't remember it happening. But he said he would meet up with the, the family, like the brother of the woman who died. And then he never did. Uh, and then the last I heard from the brother was he commented on uh, Matthew Broderick was in some car commercial. And the brother said, I think they could have chosen someone better. Only in Ireland. Only in Ireland will you get that razor-sharp sh- wit yeah. in response to a horrific tragedy. Um, We're always making jo- famine jokes, you know, in this country. On August 5, 1987, while driving in Enniskillen, Northern Ireland, Broderick crossed into the wrong lane and collided head-on with a Volvo. The driver, Anna Gallagher, 28, and her mother, Margaret Doherty, 63, were both killed instantly. He was charged with causing death by dangerous driving and faced up to five years in prison, but was convicted of the lesser charge of careless driving and fined 100 pounds. So Kane was the first murderer. Yeah. Abel was the first... Victim. Murdered. Murdered, yeah. Yeah. Who was the... First detective. Yeah, yeah. God. Yeah, he asked... Yeah, he was asking him, did you... He said, where is he? And then yeah, he, he, he figures it out. He does. Yeah. Uh, it's like an episode of um, Morse or something like that. Morse or Poirot or yeah. It's and then the first punishment uh, for the for that murder. Mm-hmm. I actually can't recall what happens. What is the punishment? The, the, uh, apparently, and this might be wrong, but I heard that Mormons say. No, it's not Mormons. It was like a mm. branch of Christianity in like the 1800s, 1700s. 
They thought that he turned Cain black. At various times, Baptists, Mormons and Protestants, particularly in pre-Civil War America, interpreted Cain's punishment as being cursed with black skin, which was used directly as a means to justify white supremacy. The... Well, I know the Mormons... No, I can't say for sure. I don't know. Sure. Well, it well, seems the, improbable. Yeah. Well, I know... Well, I know there's... Mormons held the belief... I don't know if they still do. We'll, we'll find out. Uh, that they thought there was... I don't know the context, but there was some sort of, like, religious war between angels and demons or something. And yeah. The people it's called who, the American presidential election. Ooh. Which... Uh, every time... Every Wait, four years. who are you suggesting is the angel? Every four years, baby. So you think one one of them is always an angel? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did the angel win this time? I don't want to let my in. politics yeah, affect yeah. the show. Yeah, but you do think 9-11 was bad? I do think it was caused by angels. Uh, oh, now I need to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what were you saying? It was that the, 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 that Mormons believed at one point that... Uh, those that didn't take a side during this religious war were then cursed with dark skin, and that it's like, and that explains why there's black people, because they're too indecisive. Yeah. This claim comes from the controversial 1982 film *The God Makers*, which was a searing indictment of Mormonism at large. Within the film, it suggests that Mormons believe Earth was created to be a home for Mormon God's spirit children. But Jesus and Lucifer disagree on how Earth should be run, and... The vote that followed approved the proposal of the Mormon Jesus, who would become savior of the planet Earth. Enraged, Lucifer cunningly convinced one-third of the spirits destined for Earth to fight with him in revolt. Thus, Lucifer became the devil and his followers the demons. Sent to this world, they would forever be denied bodies of flesh and bone. Those who remained neutral in the battle were cursed to be born with black skin. This is the Mormon explanation for the Negro race. But, and then the good, the people who did take up the fight are the white-skinned people. And what about the people that took up the side? I think, I'm not sure what, I, what it is. I think they just Green. are still demons. Green or something. Well, there aren't, there isn't a type of person who's green yeah well they lost oh yeah so they're all gone maybe yeah yeah well do you know what uh i've just created a minefield for robot james to uh correct so let's see let's see (laughs) make him correct the thing about green i want to know what color they were first of all first of all first of all okay first of all robot james did the did the demons turn green no (laughs) thank you all right were the demons green people (laughs) all right Noted. Thanks, thanks, Robot James. Moving on. <laughs> and then I want him, yeah, to correct all the others. Yeah. Then now all the and now now all the other things, please. Yeah. As I said, the followers of Lucifer became demons. The neutral spirits became black people, and the followers of Jesus became white-skinned Mormons. Thank you, Robot James. Uh, but I don't know when you said that there's another sect who thought that they turned Abel. Cain. They turned him. What? Abel was the one who was able to die. Cain is the one who. Oh, Cain is killed. Sorry. Die. Wait. No, yeah, Cain. Cain. So Cain is was given the curse of what being given black skin. Yeah, that's what they said. 
So, but you have no idea what what sect of Christianity believe that. I think it was just the ones that wanted to take black people as slaves. That would make sense. So um, every Christian sect, every then, Christian. yeah. But uh, I think the mark of Cain was just seen as like a big something on their face or something like that. Oh yeah, what is the mark of Cain? A uh, cleft lip. Is it? No. No. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> said that with enough confidence. Um, it's actually not clear what the mark of Cain is. The work mark as interpreted in the Bible could also be interpreted as a sign, omen, warning, remembrance, motion, gesture, agreement, miracle, wonder, or, most commonly, a letter. Regardless, its meaning is supposedly that if anyone harmed Cain, they would suffer themselves sevenfold. Mark of Cain? I think it'd be uh, when you have a, a funny walk. A funny walk when someone uses a cane? <laughs> no, I'm thinking... Of <laughs> <laughs> Very no, interesting. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, oh God, I'm sorry. You were referencing the John Cleese. I was referencing John Cleese and his Ministry of Silly and Walks. Famously, yes. Silly Walks. Yes, yes. You had to get like a knee replacement off the back of that. Good. While he cannot perform the silly walks routine anymore because of his dodgy knee, John Cleese has not said that he has a dodgy knee because of the silly walks routine. Good. Good. Did you see what he's doing now? Yeah. Yeah, his TV show on cancel culture. <laughs> uh, that's going to be fantastic. It's going to be so good. I know. <laughs> because I uh, just so much I don't understand. Was he cancelled? Or was it cancel culture or work culture? Cancel culture. He's he's going to interview, like, cancelled people. Who, who I'm very excited to see who that's going to be. Yeah. I bet he'll choose... Who do you think he'll choose? Someone who is a really... Well, it would have to be someone very light. Like, it's not going to go for Louis C.K., you know? Yeah, it's not going to go... I can imagine if we going for Louis C.K. Well, no, because... he just be he, like, oh, no. you asked permission. You know, like... He's not going to go for Harvey Weinstein. No, 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 no. He's not going to do that because he's not. He's going to go for someone who made a joke, like a racist joke or a joke. You know, Bernard Manning. Maybe even Bernard Manning. Yeah, he'd like to address why would Bernard Manning be cancelled now? They're not fuck out of them blacks, you know, don't they? They think they're English because they're born here. That means if a dog's born in a stable, it's a fucking horse, is it? I've never heard such fucking nonsense. Just because yeah. he's racist and sexist and homophobic. Did what Jimmy Carr? When Bernard Manning died... Jimmy Carr did what? He was like... That's the greatest comedian who ever lived? No, he was like... On out of the ten cats, he was like, another news, comedian Bernard Manning has died. And he goes, see you in hell, you racist bastard, or something like that. Right. As in, he thinks he'll... Jimmy Carr thinks he'll be going to hell. Either he, no. You think Jimmy Carr was saying that to himself? Well, he was saying, I'll see you in hell, would imply that he's also going to hell. No, I think he just made it in the way of, like, when you're in heaven, you can look down into heaven. Sure, which is, we know, is the rule. Yeah. Uh, well, I would say, uh, Jimmy Carr, I mean, he's come very close to being cancelled a lot of times, his his jokes, you know? For tax evasion. Yeah, and he managed to weather that, but I think that's Remember, just too complicated. Uh, Sean, so famous don't. comedian, Sean Locke. Beloved said. comedian Sean Locke, who passed away last week. And when they were... Um, Jimmy Carr got done for tax evasion. Yeah, that he was. And there was like this photo of uh, like them taking Jimmy Carr's computer and stuff. Oh right. And then Sean Locke was like, "I always thought I'd see a picture of the police confiscating your computer. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it would be for tax evasion." Yeah, I did. I think we all appreciated how Sean Locke never let Jimmy Carr away with uh, 
Just that he would keep doing years later, still just referencing his tax evasion. <laughs> we can all now see why you work so hard. You have to keep all the money. <laughs> but, I mean, everything Jimmy Carr did was legal, wasn't it? Wasn't it? That's it. Well, he didn't go to prison, so... I... He was just doing a really immoral thing. He was make, being able to pay less than one percent tax. Yeah. So you know, he'd only the only way to get away with that ethically is to be a big company. Yeah. 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 <laughs> to be in a big company of strangers. They're to the be in the control. company of strangers. Yeah. Is how you get away with tax evasion. To rely on the company of strangers. Yeah. To always have to rely on the company of strangers. Yeah. Yeah. And the kindness of strangers is the phrase, so I don't think that works. <laughs> uh, but no, you know, yeah, only if you're Google or Apple's of the world. That'd be like a joke Sean Locke would make. You know, Jimmy, the only way to get away with tax evasion is to rely on the kindness of strangers. Yes. Well, you know, you'd have to know your accountant quite well. You wouldn't want a stranger as your accountant if they were doing that sort of stuff for you. No, if your best friends are your accountant, they'll know who did it. If the If you're... No, you don't. You can know someone without them being your best friend. <laughs> you want an anonymous accountant from the other side of the world? Is I don't think that's how it ends up happening. Keep it secret. Yeah, but it, what they're doing is legal. It's just not. It's just not cool. You know, it's not being chill, it, is it, James? Being rich isn't cool. <laughs> being ri- he'll be rich no matter what, whether he paid taxes or not. No, what if he has to pay all his money in taxes? No, he's the hardest working man in show business. Then he'll be poor. Okay, that's not how tax works. They can't. They taxes won't make you poor they because they're do. relative to the amount of money you earn. What if? What if? Um, <laughs> what if I don't want to pay my taxes? <laughs> what if they charge you a hundred percent? But they won't charge you a hundred percent. You don't know that. What do you mean? I don't know that. Like where? In what situation are you saying England now? When this happened, was did not have a one hundred percent tax rate on anyone. Yeah. So the, he wouldn't have had 100% of his money taken in tax. I suppose you're right. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. I yeah. suppose on that one, you're right. But let's get James, when I'm right, I'm right, Robot James. James to check it, just in case. That there was, was there ever a... Yeah, okay, sorry. Robot James, was there ever a 100% tax rate in the UK? Yeah. No. Thank you, just Robot James. Sure. Yeah, yeah. He said no, by the way. Right. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I know you can't hear him, uh, but I can. <laughs> What's your favorite funeral ritual? Um, interesting. I mean, Keening. <laughs> no, is Keening specifically where you have to pay someone? No, it's just so the women cry. Just <laughs> can a man I not call ke- it? Can a man not? You know what? The- when the women cry, when you, as I call it, when I walk past and I don't blow them a kiss. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Is that crying? Yeah. Can a man not keen? No. No. What's it called when a man cries at a funeral? Embarrassing. Okay. Um, <laughs> noted. Uh, <laughs> uh, I probably. I mean, I. Uh, I've been to some funerals where there's been a very beautiful eulogy. I've been to um, funerals where there's been a very funny, very funny eulogies. Yeah, I've seen one where they roasted the body. And I'm not talking about a cremation. Yeah, okay. Wasn't it that uh, they were non-Christians and they cheered? They were atheists and they clapped? No, that was another time. Oh, okay. That's when they literally rose to the body. Mm. Uh, now, would you say this this real funeral you went to where they roasted the body, where they made mm-hmm. fun of him? 
For the is, what? Doesn't that kind of go against the the, 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 the the nature of roasting, where the person's in on it and they can kind of respond and everything? Yeah, but they didn't like this guy. <laughs> okay, so what you're saying is you went to a funeral where they were very mean about the deceased. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you're just in the, in the congregation just... laughing! <laughs> yeah. I'm in the head, I got there laughing away. <laughs> um... Yeah, but I, I'd say that's probably the, the most beautiful part of a... Or my, you know, my favourite part of a funeral I'm attending, yeah. The roasting? No, the, the eulogy. Right. Yeah. I mean, if it's a just a Catholic funeral, there's, there's a lot of other just kind of um, going through the motions that you have to do at a Catholic funeral. Yeah, they wrap up the body. No. Put it in the helicopter. Mm, I don't know where this helicopter's come from. Throw it into the ocean. <laughs> Oh, you're thinking of Osama bin Laden. Yeah, yes, Osama bin Laden. That's where they roasted him. They, well, he, I mean, the way they cheered across America, that's a fairly, that's a pretty damning indication of your, you know, reputation. Yeah, but the soldiers are roasting him. They were like, he's so tall, he got a... He's so tall he can dunk on LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. Other jokes you make about... And then they were like, it, then when they got the black box flight recorder out of it, it was like, actually, it seemed like they were being very complimentary to him. It wasn't yeah. quite a roasting. Yeah, he is so smart. He makes <laughs> even Hawking look stupid. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has uh, so many wives. He has no time to do anything. You know? Yeah, that's not so much a compliment. <laughs> but they like him, and he likes them. There's a mutual respect between the two. Yeah. Particularly the between the people who killed him and him. Pakistanians. <laughs> what? Pakistanians. Pakistanians. <laughs> what do you call them? What the are you? Pa- ju- what? <laughs> <laughs> people from Pakistan. Pakistanis. Oh. Jesus Christ! <laughs> do you want me to take that out? Why? What's wrong with that? <laughs> just calling them Pakistanians. I just got it wrong. Okay. But no, they they didn't kill him. What are you talking about? No, they right. saved him. They tried to save him. No. Yeah. What do you mean they tried to save him? I don't know. That's, you... that's where they found him, Pakistan. Yeah, but I mean, you d- I don't think you can blame a country for... Would you blame all of Argentina for any Nazi that kind of escaped there after the war? I think there's been more like America harboring Nazi scientists. Which happened. Which did happen. Yeah, as did Russia. And you would, you would blame America for that. I wouldn't blame Americans... I wouldn't blame mm. Americans. I wouldn't put that on them. Okay, well, I'm just blaming Pakistanian. But was it the Pakistanian government? Were they involved? Oh my god, oh. I just said Pakistanian. You made me... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. The Pakistanian government did it. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. For the record, according to slangdefined.org, Pakistanian is a term for someone who identifies with both Pakistani and Palestinian culture. Or... As what a stupid person calls Pakistanis. Do you think there is... Who, who, who in history do you think had the greatest death? Uh, Jesus. Our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Okay. That's interesting when you refer to God as Allah repeatedly earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus was his brother. That... No. His not a nephew? F- they're not related. Allah and God are brothers. No, so Allah and God Jesus are the same. No, Allah and God are the same person, nephew. same thing, same entity, same concept. Who do you think is the best death in the world? Uh, I don't know. Joan of Arc? Mm-hmm. Bismarck. Who? What did oh, you say? Sorry, I didn't know what you said. Oh, uh, 
I would say who um, who was it again? Who uh, was it? Euripides, where they the, the 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 eagle dropped a turtle on his bald head because he thought he was a rock. No, it was Aeschylus. Why is that a good one? That's a good boy. That's a good one. I didn't mean like the most glorious. What? Then Leonidas at the Battle of. Oh. Well. Do you know? Yeah. Give me the first letter. Q. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Battle of Thermopylae. Who do you think has the worst death? Uh, well, I mean, there's far, far too many to, to count. There's been some incredibly sad and some incredibly, you know, bad deaths. Yeah, I don't want to hear a sad one. So, yeah, well then... Because that would just be like, you know, someone who had their own baby or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously. I want one that's like... Well, so I, do you consider the, the, the rock and the turtle thing to be a good sad. or a bad death? You think that's a bad one? Yeah. Okay. Well, if but he was he, he by the end of it he was dead so yeah yeah so he didn't he can't be embarrassed. Um, I think that the worst death imaginable would be the to die from farting too much on TV, something like that. I was going to say like, isn't that one where they like tie your entrails to a tree and make you walk behind the tree? And do oh that? no, that can't be real. That can't be real. It's real. No. I mean, there's a bit... Where? When? I don't know. Greece? <laughs> Modern day? <laughs> uh, no. I, 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 that sounds like... Well, I'll, Robert James will look into it, but that sounds like one of these mythological tortures that never really was used. Like mm. um, an Iron Maiden or anything, you know? Oh, fuck. It really happened. But it was a once-off horrible event rather than a sustained official torture method. It happened to Lieutenant Thomas Boyd in 1799 during the American Revolutionary War. There's the one with the ball, isn't there, where they put you on a ball and... That was a real thing, yeah, yeah, I believe. Although, I'll look into it again. But what was that called? That had a, Oh, that's the brazen. Actually, it is still up for debate whether the brazen bull ever existed. The concept of the Greeks in Sicily executing criminals by placing them in a large bronze bull that was then heated till they were roasted to death is another example of a story so violent, it was probably just a means of anti-Greek propaganda. There's one where they like, they like make you sit on a pyramid thingy. Sure, and that'll just slowly impale you. Yeah. Yeah. Again, this pyramidal torture device is known as a Judas's cradle, but it was likely invented by anti-Spanish writers during the time of the Spanish Inquisition as a means of stoking outrage against them. In general, the Spanish Inquisition was not the violent event we think of it as today. No, there's lots of horrible ways people have invented uh, to kill you. I mean, during the 1798 rebellion in Ireland, of course, there was pitch capping, where they'd pour molten tar on your head. Mm, that's no good. Yeah, that's no good. You wouldn't like that. This one is true, although this was a method of torture rather than execution. It was famously implemented on Anthony Perry, a leader of the Wexford rebels during the 1798 rebellion well you know a real one that happened that we know of was the uh, that that well actually uh, it might be a myth about him which king was it that ate too many lampreys um i don't know well he died because he ate too many eels it's henry the first of england but actually historians think he died of blood poisoning king henry the eighth fell off his horse and went mad and then died of a leg infection 30 years later really yeah. I thought, wait, they would directly attribute his death to the injury he got 30 years earlier. Well, yeah. Oh. Uh, what do you mean, well, yeah? <laughs> well, I imagine so. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, science. 
no, I mean, I think he... I th- no, he died. I mean, he was, you know, mo- uh, very morbidly overweight by the time of his because death. Because of his leg. Not because of his leg. Yeah, he couldn't exercise anymore. I suppose. I mean, do they attribute him going mad, though? That, like, what? Is that why he acted the way he did? Yeah, he hurt his head. And that's why he divorced and killed his wives and yeah. changed religion. and. So he was so irrational. Yes, this is all a real theory, attributing Henry's physical and mental decline to a leg injury sustained during a jousting tournament in 1536. However, at this stage he was already 45 and two wives in. I've actually so, hey, never heard this theory. you mad to want to divorce your wife? <laughs> you know... You'd, you'd say you'd have to, to be mad. mad to, you'd you'd do say whatever that. they do to mad people to me, you know? Shock me through the head with an electrical current yeah. or something. But you think, yeah, to divorce your wife would be mad, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, then it wouldn't be. Then you, do, then you, you can't have agreed with your divorce statements earlier. What's the only thing worse than marriage? Divorce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're all in agreement. I mean, you could say uh, one of these sad, bad deaths you've described. That that'd be worse than a marriage. It's like, what's the only thing worse than invading Afghanistan? Yeah. Okay. Is this leaving Afghanistan? No. No. Is this having your entrails pulled out and walk around a tree? No, marriage. Marriage is worse than invading Afghanistan. Yeah. I disagree with that It's the same bloody thing. They both go on for 20 years and they both end in failure. <laughs> well, that's... But you'd say you'd be mad to divorce your wife, so how They're would both you? very expensive. Um, yeah, I mean, marriage... Is, a, a wedding is, certainly. So is divorce. And, um... They are both world... Um, world events, is that... World <laughs> events, yeah. Yeah, they're both news news items. You'd have to be a pretty famous person for your divorce to make the news, though. The most expensive divorce in history is, unsurprisingly, Jeff Bezos and Mackenzie Scott, who reached a settlement of $38 billion, or around the total GDP of Cyprus. So this is an episode on death. Yeah. The D word. Yeah, that vitamin D. Do you think it's heaven? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, James, no. I, uh, I I would be described as an as an atheist. I don't. Do you think there's God? I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Mm, Why is that? You don't. I just thought you seemed like a religious man. I was once very religious. Yeah. Uh, as we've as we've discussed, I was an altar boy. I was. Yeah. What's that joke? I only ever had one drink, and that lasted for twenty five years or something. I only drank once for twenty years. Right, but is the are you going to apply that to religion? Yeah, you were like I, I only told one. For, I only did one. Prayer. I was only religious once for twenty-five years. I, oh yeah, okay. Wait, how old are you? Well, I'm twenty-six. Twenty-six years. Well, I'm not religious, and I probably and I kind of very defiantly broke that trend when I was about fourteen. And then fourteen years. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, certainly, yeah, I was baptized, and then so I was. Religious once. For 14, 14 years. years. Yeah, very good. And when, when did you stop being religious? No, I was never religious. Yes, you were. You would, you, no, you, But you said your parents were very religious. Yeah. And they never... They were also... Um, chill. Black is what I was going to say. Why? Why would you say that? Because they're black. Your parents aren't black, James. And I'm white. Your parents aren't black. 
You never met them. You don't know. While that statement is correct, I can... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> why would you say Here's, so I think I've just outlined uh, you know you don't believe in God because you've never seen him uh, no, no you that's believe not my what... parents are white <laughs> even though, even though you've never, never seen, them. seen them that's actually very interesting to me I didn't argue that I don't believe in God because I haven't seen him well uh, that was implied no it wasn't it was implied by my I don't have to see things to believe them I believe I'll believe people when they tell me you so know, why don't you believe in God because I don't believe in the concept of uh, an almighty creator who decides our fates. How can I spin that to believe about my parents? <laughs> <laughs> can we take a quick 20 minute break and then resume? <laughs> um, would you be surprised my parents are black? I can, I, honestly I would because I would have... I would, I'd be surprised that it never came up before that you were adopted. I would find that very surprising to really not have known that about you, yeah. You don't think I have the personality of an adopted person? That's not what I'm saying at all. What the hell is the personality <laughs> of an adopted person? I don't know. It's different. different. Not different. I mean, one dynamic of their life is different, but that does not, yeah. make, that does not change a personality. What? Well, like, only children are very different. Yeah, but if you were an only child... And you were adopted, you'll you'll be like an only child who was, you know, born to the parents that raised them. And if you were born, if you were adopted into a family of six kids, you'd act like anyone who comes from a family of six kids. Seven kids. Five siblings. Yeah. Six kids. Have you seen the Queen's Gambit? No, I have not. Does she have loads of ki- relatives? No, she's adopted. Right. And does that play a large role in her chess? Yeah. It does. Yeah. How? She grew up in an orphanage. Oh, so she was never adopted? She was. Well, she grew up to the tender age of 14. She was adopted when she was 14? Yeah. Right. Now, this is fiction as well. It's real. No, it's not. Based on a real story? It's not. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. D- did you think it was? Yeah. No, Queen's Gambit is complete fiction. <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I thought it seemed improbable. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just like a novel. It's a weird story. Oftentimes fiction is stranger than fact. <laughs> As the saying goes. Are you literally just googling was the Queen's Gambit real? <laughs> yeah. Did, did the Queen Gambit? Interesting. Yeah. There you go. Glad I could get that reaction live. Your world being shattered. That was your favourite piece of media ever created, wasn't it? I was sort of surprised I never heard of her. Yeah. I, I... I... How does it even... And is it that she becomes the greatest chess player in the world? Well, see, now it's not such a good story because it's just like because <laughs> they just so... they made it up. Because when I was watching, I was like, "Wow, she's really slick at chess." <laughs> but they just wrote the game. They so. just wrote that <laughs> yeah. she's slick at it. Like, well, like every match could have just been, and now the other opponent uh, surrenders, and he's just like, he, yeah. he forfeits, and then this one forfeits. <laughs> yeah. So like, I don't know. Just imagine you are watching a f- film about a boxer, and it's just like. He's so strong that he just beats up three boxers at once. <laughs> what kind of match is that? <laughs> I don't know. This one, she like beats ten people at the same time. No, I know, but I mean, you, with boxing, you've got things like uh, Rocky, you know? Do you not find Rocky entertaining, even though it's fiction? Well, Rocky, like, a lot of that is about the struggle. Yeah, I, I well, I haven't, I don't know, the, Qu- the Queen's Gambit, it's not about that? No, she beats him pretty handily, like. Okay. <laughs> I only watched the first three episodes. Like, 
she beats she starts beating everybody pretty quickly okay uh, and it's just that she like loves it more than them you know what I mean loves chess more yeah, yeah. fair uh but does, isn't she like an alcoholic or something as well uh she's addicted to some medication right the pill or something like that <laughs> addicted she takes it every day <laughs> <laughs> I see you taking that pill every day yeah, no, I would... Uh, well, yeah, there you go. They completely made up any problems she had from that ar- arose out of being adopted, so... Yeah, that's true. Not only is The Queen's Gambit a work of fiction, the novel's author, Walter Tevis, has emphatically denied that any aspect of Beth Harmon is based on anyone in the chess community, male or female. Instead, the novel is just, quote, a tribute to brainy women. How do you hope to die? Um... Slowly... No way, quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you want to uh, get one? No, 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 don't, don't lock that in. <laughs> um, how do you want to die? Uh, peacefully in my sleep. Yeah? Call me an old romantic, but that's that's how I'd like to go. Well, I don't have, like, I don't want to be pushed through a wire fence by an elephant. That'd be cool, though. Yeah, but by your metric, you'd think that'd be embarrassing. No, or do you, wouldn't you? You tell me. You'd think that was embarrassing. You seem to know my metric more if than I, I do. <laughs> if I told you about a guy who got pushed through a wire fence by yeah. an elephant, you'd and think survived? that survived? No, he's dead. This is how he oh. died. <laughs> and survived. <laughs> and he uh, lives? <laughs> and the film is called The Queen's Gambit, about <laughs> Yeah, that's... Yeah. The opening move. Um... <laughs> So you want to die by getting pushed through a fence? By no, now? I said I don't. You think that's cool? You think no. that's something the kids should emulate? Absolutely not. Definitely not. Wait, wait. Emulate like it's something people try. It's like a challenge. Yeah. Like shooting a firework out of their mouth or something. I'm sure people do that. Yeah. There was I the guy. A, I think a David Blaine style trick that goes awry would be cool. Sure. So in the style of. Uh, um, like you try not to eat for 40 days but then people just forget all about you <laughs> but he's hanging above the, he was hanging above London I don't think anyone could have forgotten well they all just think someone else is supposed to let you out what about when you start like banging on the on the box and saying please let me out they're like he's just looking for attention folks <laughs> yeah exactly look the <laughs> other way don't give him what he wants <laughs> uh, no the uh he said he wants to be in there for 140 days. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I, well, I, I glanced at the email before uh, yeah. allowing this to take place. Um, well, I mean, actual people who did die doing... Well, Harry Houdini didn't. He was punched by someone off stage, and he wasn't ready for it, and that's what killed him. That guy's so funny. Like, <laughs> the guy Harry Houdini's like, punch me. Uh, and like The guy obviously knew the game, but he was just trying to like catch him out. Yeah, well, wasn't I thought it was like it completely like he did it, the thing as part of his act, but he could when he was ready he could take any punch. But a yeah. guy just on the street just came up to him and punched him. Oh, was that it? I think it was. Yeah, it wasn't like that. It was set up at all. Yeah. And then uh, it kills him. Yeah, ruptures so something. Guilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that guy actually go to prison? <laughs> did he get charged with murder? Harry Houdini died from a ruptured appendix following several strong blows to the abdomen by Jocelyn Gordon Whitehead in 1926. While it is actually thought that Houdini did not die as a result of the punches, it is believed the pain inflicted masked the actual pain of Houdini's appendicitis, of which he was unaware, inevitably resulting in his eventual death. 
Although Whitehead was never charged with a crime he did have to sign an affidavit for Houdini's widow, so she could collect life insurance from the New York Life Insurance Company under the double indemnity clause. What about if, you know, David Blaine, he's like, tried to hold his breath for 20 minutes? Yeah, well he did, yeah. He just drowns after like two minutes. <laughs> well they he would drowned. pull him out, I saw them. <laughs> just immediately like, gets sick into his own lungs and dies. But I saw them doing that stunt, and they're they're very particular, and they're like there's two people in there with him to help him get out, you know. Um, I mean, uh, Tommy Tommy Cooper died on stage. Yeah, yeah. He broke his funny bone. <laughs> he had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> he was so happy his heart exploded. Do you think that people always say that it was like that? That, that that's how he would have wanted to go. Do you do you think? Do you agree with that? Yeah. That because he was always a dedicated showman, he w- he was happy to die on stage. I think he'd rather live. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's yeah. Would you like to die on pod? <laughs> you know you love. Would I like to die mid pod? Yeah, I don't. Well, I'd put it out. Yeah. Well, you'd have to edit it. Uh, yeah, I could. I could do that for you. All right. So how would you so say? Like, all the farting noises are Ronan. This is... He normally edits them out, but I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd be very bad at editing it. Yeah. All right, well, you know, I think the only... If it came to time for me to die on... Sorry, Ronan cut out there. He is still alive. He is just... Dead. Die. Dead to the world. God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. Um, I'll just ask myself a question now, like Ronan would do if he was here. James, uh, do you think 9-11 was real? Oh, that's uh, very interesting. Um, no, no I do not. Thanks for listening, we love you very much. What topic should come next? Let us know on Twitter or at primordialviews at gmail.com. And remember, there were a lot of bad things about 9-11, okay?